0: Blog Talk Radio Boxes, boxes, boxes. Boxes, is boxes. boxes. Welcome to Outsiders Boxing Podcast, where they only gonna give you the realest talking boxing, 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 boxing. Outsiders Boxing Podcast coming at you in full effect. And if you didn't know, it's your boy D. Will hosting the show tonight, usually the Wednesday midweek prediction show host. But, you know, had to get this one in, man. Great weekend of boxing. Had a card that wasn't supposed to be that good. Turned into a great card overall. Um, Fights that was supposed to be the fight of the night. Ended early, fight was supposed to end early, did end, you know, in the fashion we thought it was going to end. But at the same time, turned into a pretty good fight. let get in this Charger. The Charger's looking a little wack right now. But yeah, I had to get something in today that make sure we get to talk about it. Hopefully the fam calls in you know, we were going to get it in early, had some things come up, uh, you know, didn't hear from RC till a little later on in the evening, um, pretty sure it had to do with this San Francisco uh, 49ers taking the L to the trashy-ass Atlanta Falcons, um, but yeah, we'll see how it goes, man, but. I'm glad to be here. Glad to be able to talk a little boxing. We'll see if anybody calls in, like I said. But yeah, man, let's get into it. Not going to hold you up for too long. So let's talk about the fight, man. Uh, The Michael Conlon fight didn't really, you know, I I went out last night. Wanted to check out the fights at at, at the bar uh, with my homies. Like I said, last Wednesday was my B-Day, so you know, we did a little something this weekend. And when you get old, sometimes you want to go out, hit the club. You know, usually you might hit the strip club. But I'm getting old. My partners are getting old. So last night, we just decided to hit the – not the local bar. You know, we all live in different sides of town. So we hit the bar that was in between everybody, and we decided we're going to go watch the fights. Luckily, there was some UFC on, so we got to watch boxing and UFC and the Rockets. Now, the Rockets started the night off taking the fucking hill. So who did they lose to? Somebody else was pretty weak last night. Um, Derrick Rose gave them that work. So who does Derrick Rose play for? Detroit. Rockets get up there. They lose to the Detroit Pistons. That's the same time the Michael Collins fight's going on. So I'm not really paying attention to the Collins fight but I'm seeing him going the distance with the guy and getting get in the decision. Um, you know, like I said, my focus was on the Rockets losing. You know, at one point getting getting down by uh, the minimum, uh, the, uh, I guess the least they were down by was six points. Then I look up again, it's 13. Derrick Rose is hitting shots in James Harden's face, making them look crazy out there. So the Rockets lose. Colin wins. Um, you know, at the same time, I'm watching the UFC. A lot of nonsense going on on the UFC, people hugging and rubbing. I don't really enjoy that. So, we get on to the fight of the night, supposedly the fight of the night. Tiafema Lopez, I mean, Richard Coleman, let's put some respect on the champ's name, on the former champ's name, Richard Coleman putting this IBF lightweight title up against Fimo Lopez. Richard Comey, I think, uh, uh, 32 years old. He's out there uh, trying to defend this belt against the 22-year-old phenom coming up, Tiafimo Lopez. Um, Tiafimo is 14 to other with 11 KOs. Richard Comey was 29-2 and two with 26 KOs. Um Comey is coming off, knocking everybody out, I think, last four guys in a row he had knocked out Tiafimo coming off uh, fighting Nakatani I think the guy's name is let me, up, let me pull up these box breaks I don't know what the hell I'm doing right now but uh, coming off of a fight where he looked very very lackluster and people thought that Komei had a great chance to win in fact one of those people that were leaning that way that thought Komei had a great chance to win was me I thought Kome was gonna be able to do something last night and uh, you know retain this title because I didn't know if Tiafimo had to had to not the skill but the you know just you know if he's done enough if he had to, the the pedigree to you know to get a, get a belt at such a young age you know we've got. All these guys coming up. So I guess there's three champions that are twenty two and under. I'm not sure how old Hami Monkee is. I think Hami Monkee is probably the same age as these guys. But you had Devin Haney, who just got his WBC title stripped. Um, his light I think he's WBC he was the WBC lightweight champion, you know, after Lomachenko took the franchise championship. Um, they dropped it down to Devin Haney, and now Devin Haney has uh, dropped. He hasn't really dropped it. He's still the champion, but then now he's the champion uh, on hiatus. So there'll be an interim champion against the guy who he's supposed to fight. I think it was Fortuna and somebody else. Uh, but he's a champ. I think he's at 21, 22 years old. And also, uh, of course, Stevenson, who's a, a champion at 21, 22 but unlike those other guys, uh, Tiafimo was fighting a champion for his belt, fighting for the belt, fighting a champion for the belt. And I didn't think he could do it. You know, like I said, the last fight he didn't look too good against against uh, yeah Nakatani. It was unanimous decision. He was he got hurt a couple of times. Uh, the Asian guy uh, came over there and gave him that work. I think it's a Japanese guy. Yeah, Japanese guy came over there and sort of gave him that work. It was a unanimous decision. It wasn't like he was going to lose, but he looked very suspect in that fight. But Tiafimo came out there and shut Richard Komei down early with a devastating second-round KO. Looked like they were trading shots. Lopez hit him with their right hand, boom. Comey went to his knees, tried to get up again, fell down, and never recovered. After that, got beat up in the corner, waved it off. Teofimo Lopez is now the IBF world light the IBF world lightweight champion. Now, when I made my pick, Atiyah Fimo, I said, you know, I hope that he won. I was excited that he won. I was hyped that he won, but I didn't. I was leaning. I knew it was a 50-50 fight, but I was leaning more towards Richard Comey. But I always say, when it comes to these African guys, man, you know, sometimes sometimes they fold up and they let you down. We've seen Richard Comey get hurt before by Easter, and she, 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 uh, I know Easter hurt him for sure. I think the name was Shakaev or something like that hurt him a little bit, but Richard Coleman, man, he got dropped by a 22-year-old. He didn't go to sleep, but he got dropped. I don't know if it was – it wasn't a bad stoppage because he was out of there, man, you know. But he thinks that he could have kept on going, I'm sure. But he got caught, man. And when you get caught and you give them any reason, any reason to stop the fight when there's a guy that they're putting all their money behind, you know. You're gonna you're gonna lose. So now Tiafoe Lopez is 15 and 0, 12 KOs, the IBF champion, and it looks like he's putting all the he put all the bad stuff behind him. Now usually when guys make excuses, you know, remember last fight. If y'all don't know he had a lot of family problems. I think he had to fire his mom from the team and his sister. He had recently got married, and his mom and sister didn't come to the wedding. Only his dad did, and you know, he th- his mom was like she's losing the son. They didn't like his his wife, um, but he got married anyway. He had all his family problems, and usually, you know, when you hear stuff like that after a bad performance, you say, you know, I don't want to hear it. But the way he came out there and just sparked, well, he didn't spark him out. Like I said, Comey didn't go to sleep, but he got knocked out. Um, it was a TKO. So, you know, when that stuff like that happens, I I tend to believe him. Tiafimo, you know, he still did his dancing. He still did his flips. He looked a little emotional. You know, he talked about going through anxiety and depression, you know, after that last fight. And it looks like this young man has grown up a whole bunch. Looks like he sort of changed his ways. And it looks like that he is the real deal. And I can't wait. I can't wait to see him fight Lomachenko, man. But we do got some of the fam on, so we're going to take it to Central New York, to the big homie, the OG, my boy Janelle, to see what he thinks about the Teofimo Lopez KO of Richard Comey in the second round for the IBF lightweight title. Janelle, what's going on, man? Hey, what's poppin', fams? going on uh yeah but lopez i mean i've always said man you know he's, you know, he's a pretty good puncher at at that weight but it's just like i just don't i don't see much in him really other than just like serious power if you're asking about um if he's the guy for lomachenko you know what i mean he has a puncher's chance yet but um you know what i mean I mean, he's a young kid, and I don't think he should really be, be thrown to the wolves anytime soon. I think he, he has a lot more need to work on. Because sort of the fight before, how he struggled a bit. You know, so he has a lot more grooming to do. You know? I, just, you know, I mean, I just, I mean, I see it in most of his fights, actually. But his power is definitely undeniable at, at that weight. You know I mean, he's good for the sport, but just don't ruin him too early in his career, man. I'm mean, let the guy mature as a fighter and not just go looking for the big punch every time. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, most definitely. I mean,
0: it didn't look like he was looking for the big punch, man. It looked like he waited, timed him, he used his jab, and slept Well, last night, yeah. But in previous fights, I've always, I seen him a lot, always looking for the big punch. And, uh, and if you fight Lomachenko, I can see him doing the same thing and not having a solid game plan, which, you, you know what i think mean? Unless Lomachenko get clipped. You know what I mean, he would literally make a fool of him. You know what I mean? I mean last night showed maturity, he definitely did. But you know what I'm saying? But work off of that. Build on that. You know, don't go throw him into the world so soon. Well, you know his dad, you know, his dad see a female Lopez senior. I think that's I think he's a senior. I think his dad said at uh at uh fifteen fights he wanted to be the uh he wanted to be a champion, and at sixteen fights he wanted to be under. He wanted to be undisputed, but we we all know that Lomachenko is the franchise champion, so I don't think if if he does beat him, he'll be undisputed. But I got a question for you, uh, Janelle. Did you have? Did you think? And I got you think you. Lopez is gonna win? Oh yeah. We didn't have. Well, okay. I don't know if you made that pick, but I thought Comey. Well, I, I gave the edge to Comey. I didn't think from that last fight. Well I wasn't known of uh, I don't think I the last show. I wasn't on the last show, I don't think. No, no, you weren't. Was gonna... You said I won? So, yeah. No, you weren't. That's why I was asking you who would who you pick. I, I knew you were going to say you picked Lopez, of course, but I just wanted to throw it <laughs> out there. Yeah. You were hating that, too. I'm not hating. I just said I knew you was going to say that, man. So I just wanted to put it in there, though and see what was up, man. But, yeah, man, I think, uh, you know, for, for Tia Fimo Lopez, this was his toughest fight. You know this was—I mean, it wasn't as tough as fight because it was easy work, but this was supposed to be as oh, tough as paper. fight. It was tough as going in. Right. And going people to had a 50, 50, 50, I, mean, I,
1: didn't 50 uh, pre- I didn't think it was going to be that easy. I didn't
0: think yeah, it was neither. going to be that easy. Yeah, neither. I mean, I don't think anybody fight. did. We we went in there thinking that it was supposed to be the fight of the night. Wait. Anyone? I, yeah, I did first knockout. I did pick a first one knockout. You know what I mean? I'm always right. Yeah. Well, it was <laughs> yeah. second round, so. I'll, I'll only, person I heard, only person I heard say there was going to be a, a knockout one through three was Teddy Atlas. I was listening to Teddy Atlas' prediction, and he was like, It might sound crazy, but I got a, 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 a early knockout one through three. I was like, God damn, I thought he sounded crazy, man. But sure enough, TFM Lopez slept that boy. Well, he didn't sleep him, but he, he buzzed him, had him in there, falling over himself, hey. looking crazy, and then finished them off. How about but yeah, no, nah, we're going to get into fun. that next, man That's, that's yeah. exactly what we're going to get into, man Because it's just me and you rocking tonight, man We're just going to do something real quick But yeah So, you know, after that fight We had the Croft-Terrence Crawford Versus Aegis Kavalevskis A.K.A. Mean Machine uh, uh, Terrence Crawford putting up his uh, WBO welterweight title Lawrence Crawford is a guy that people say everybody's ducking. He's supposed to be the boogeyman or he's ducking. There's a lot of – it goes both ways. Some say he's ducking. A lot of uh, uh, other people say he's getting ducked. But he's – supposedly he's a pound-for-pound pound champion out there. Most, a lot of people have him at one. A lot of people have Loma Chico at one. But he's arguably pound-for-pound pound the best boxer in the world. So most of us talk, like I said, that the uh, – Teofimo Lopez, Richard Comey fight was going to be the fight of the night. It was going to be a brawl. We're, we're going to see the best out of it, both guys. But that didn't turn out that way. Most people thought that the Terrence Crawford-Kavalaskis fight was going to be easy work for Terrence Crawford. Nobody knew who this guy, Aegis, a.k.a. Mean Machine, was. And that it was going to be easy work, like I said. Nobody was looking... For what they saw, and it turned into, it turned into a pretty good scrap. You know, Crawford went in there, southpaw, and was catching right hands all night. To the point where, in the to the point where in the third round, he got hit hard with the right hand, ducked down the grab, got hit two times again, and Mita, and fell down to the canvas. Sort of like you know, similar to how with Judah. Dropped Floyd Mayweather. Gloves touched the ground. He popped up. The referee said, no knockdown. Now, I don't know if he was hurt or not, but that was definitely a knockdown to me. Crawford is getting knocked down by uh, uh, Kabalaska's mean machine, and it was looking crazy. I remember watching the fight, and I uh, was just saying to myself, damn, this boy Crawford is getting stuck in there. You know, he's catching them uh, right hands, and it seemed like he was catching He's He caught the most right hands I've seen him in a while. He got buzzed a couple of times. I think he got buzzed in the – maybe the – I know he got dropped in the third, but they didn't count it. He got buzzed a couple of times in the fifth or sixth. But then in the seventh, he knocked uh, uh, Kabalaskis down, um, beat him up to the end of the round. Kabalaskis did get up in the seventh, uh, beat him up uh to the in in the eighth he beat him up a little bit. I think he got hit with a couple of couple of good shots. Crawford got hit with a couple of good shots in the eighth round too. Looked a little shaky, you know, standing southpaw. Then he finally went to Orthodox. Hit him with the uppercut in the uh, in the ninth round. Hit him with the uppercut in the in the left, I believe. Dropped him to a knee. He got up then hit him with the right hand to end it. Now Similar to, similar to the Tiafima lopez Come stoppage, I'm not sure if, I, I mean, it was a it was a legit stoppage. I'm not saying it wasn't legit. But that was a, I don't know if it should have been stopped. I mean, Cabalazzo did get hit with just one shot and fell down again, but he was on his knee. He wanted to get up. He wanted to fight and try to get his thing. But he was getting beat up, and I'm sure the referee said that, you know, that this, this shit should be stopped, man. But what people are coming out of this fight is that Terrence Crawford looked human. Remember last fight against uh, with Spence and Porter? That's what people came out of that fight, man. Porter made Spence look human. But that was Sean Porter. Crawford, he got, you know, he was looking human against a guy nobody's ever heard of. Now, Kabalakis could be that good. We're not sure. I'm not sure if Kabalakis is that good or not. Last time I saw him, he fought uh, Ray Robinson, and it was a draw, and I thought that he might have he took the L. But he was fighting the biggest fight of his life, and he fought the best of his life, and he still ended up getting knocked out or, you know, TKO'd in the ninth round. So the question is uh, – to you, Janelle, then I see we got this boy Seattle Times, on, so we'll definitely talk about the fight with, with, uh, with Sons. But, Janelle, um, how did you see that fight going? I know that you had Crawford win it easily. Most people did. Were you surprised that Kabbalos was able to hit him with that right hand so easily? Do you think there was a drop in the third? Did you think he got knocked down in the third round? And, uh, you know, did you think, you know, how good do you think he looked? Is he still pound for pound the best after that performance? Well, I'll answer your last question first. Yes, he is. Still pound found the best. Um, yes, he did get hit with some right hands uh, when he was southpaw, and that's the best points to land against southpaw is a right hand. Um, also, as far as being a human, uh, also, yes, that should have been scored a knockdown. That was definitely a knockdown. But um, it's boxing, man. I don't care how good your defense is. Eventually, you're going to get hit. I, mean, I don't care who you are. Yeah, I mean, but Crawford showed—he showed more gears last night than he showed and, and, and because he—he he was really hurt last night. He got really hurt. I mean, Jan hurt him also, but oh, not like that. And he got clipped a few times with some right hands, and and, and, and what did the Crawford do? He responded like a dog, man. He showed the dog because he just stayed on him like I'm gonna get some motherfucker out here. I'm gonna show some motherfucker that yo, I'm the man. I'm the man of this card. I mean, he didn't back off. He didn't hold the pressure. If anything, he gained more points last night, if you ask me. I mean, some people might say different-wise. Some people might say, oh my God, he looks human. But they were, but those are the same ones that don't say anything when Lomachenko got knocked down by Lenares or anything. You know what I mean? You know, they give him a pass and shit. But, hey, like I said, man, Crawford just, you know what I mean? He, he showed his dog. He showed his dog. Lenares was like, a former champion. I believe. I understand that, but I'm just saying. Yeah. Hey, hey, Crawford never panicked. He never looked like, okay, now he was out of the fight. If anything, when he got clipped, he just came back even harder. You know what I mean? I think I think he gained more points last night. But also watching that fight makes you really want to see uh, him and Sean Porter. Or uh, Uga. Or uh, Uga. Maybe even Sean Porter. Because Sean Porter, I mean, he's got more dog than anybody at 147, if you ask me. He's got more dog and he's got more... Um, and his athleticism, his ability to get the spots. I mean, his power, his physicality, and uh, I think that's gonna be a. I think that's gonna be a twelve round. A uh, motherfucker is gonna be on these feet the entire fight. Uh, watching that fight, you know what I mean? Uh, I think Sean and Kenny Porter were definitely licking their lips last night from what they saw last night. You know, what I mean? they might think his uh, vulnerability. I don't think it's vulnerability. I mean, like I said, it's just boxing. Eventually, you're gonna get hit. But, he got hit a lot. Yeah, he did. He got hit a lot last night, starting from round one. It's like I one. say, man, how good you are, man. There's somebody out there that just got, you know what I'm saying, a match is up uh, good to give you problems, you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? But Crawford responded. I mean, shit, man, Floyd got hit a lot by Manuel Augustus. I have mean, nobody seen that shit coming back then. He got hit a lot from um, uh, Madonna. Everybody thought he was going to win Madonna a 12-round easily box his ears off, but he had probably the toughest fight of his career against Madonna in the first fight. I mean, it happens, man. Styles make fights. And I mean, there's somebody out there that's just going to give you hell. It's like I mentioned like about three shows ago, how Junior Jones beat Barrera twice, Norton gave Ali problems. Uh, uh, Vernon Farr's jab was an issue for Shane Mosley at the time when Mosley was looking like he was inhuman. I mean, um, it is what it is, man. It's always going to be that fighter out there that matches up pretty good yeah. against you. But like I said and Crawford still responded well. I mean he responded and still got the guy out of there. You know, yeah you know, I mean, and he was beating him up. I mean the fight shouldn't have got stopped, but it was about to be stopped. He was getting beat up. You know, I mean, he, was, you know I mean, he was about to literally get knocked out cattle in a fucking stretcher had that fight not got stopped. Because Crawford wasn't letting up. You know, I mean I think he really got pissed that he got put in those right hands and just and he was responded like a champion, man. Um he gave more props to me. I mean that's just me. Oh, Okay. No, I mean I, I'm with you. He did show a lot of dog. He, he did show that he has the the grit of a champion. You know, he got he got knocked down to me. You know, they didn't count it, but he got knocked down. He got back up and 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 was and was winning the rest of that round. Um, and yeah. then he started beating him up. But he he got he was a little shaky. He got shook up a couple of times, man. You could see that he got shook up, but he he kept yeah, on got, fighting. Oh, oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. And that's why I said Kenny and Sean Porter were definitely licking their lips last night. I mean, they were licking their that's lips. It. If this guy's, that's exactly what I thought. If this a rugged ways, gave you issues, imagine what Sean Porter's gonna do. Cause, and Sean Porter could also get dirty at times too, which would make him uncomfortable as well. So I, I mean, I think that's, that's the, it. I think that's the next fight I want to see at 147. No, this exactly. That's Spence exactly what down. I thought. Seeing them, seeing Spence get hit that much, I thought, man, what. What could Sean, Sean Porter do to this, uh, you know, to, to Crawford? But I don't know if he'll fight that same way and just keep on getting – just stay in South Paul stands and just keep on getting hit um, by the right hand. I don't know. I don't know how it goes. But let's go ahead – let's go ahead and get the the feel of the fight from out there in Seattle, Seattle, Washington. Let's take it out there to, to the homie. Seattle, sign man, see what he thinks about this uh, Crawford fight. We already talked a little bit about the Lopez fight, man. Um, Lopez KO, which me and sign both picked Komen. But I think we both wanted Lopez to win, but we didn't know if he had the, uh, the wherewithal to do it. But he sure as hell did it. But before we talk about that, let's talk about this Crawford. Did Crawford look human? Was that a knockdown? And is he still number one pound for pound in the game? After not going life or death, because he got the, the ninth round TKO, but after looking very human and very weak in the knees a couple of times against Mean Machine, Eagish, Kowalowskis. So what's up, Son?
1: uh What's going on, man? What's going on? Uh, well, you know, based off, you know, those questions, man, uh, you were asking, I'll just get get straight into that, you know. Did he look human? I mean, I don't – that question is a very loaded question. I don't know what that means. Of course he's human. I mean, he's you know at the boxing. You know, I don't I don't know what that means. I mean, he's not superhuman. He never was superhuman. You know, you can be the best fighter <clears throat> in the world and not be you know superhuman. I mean, there was a point going on when in Manny Pacquiao's career where people thought he was the best fighter in the world, and he had multiple losses at that point and been stopped. So, you know, of course he's human. You know, but uh, you know. The fight, as far as the, what I saw in the fight, you know, I mean, uh, you know, Crawford definitely was fighting a style that for a, a moment in time in that fight. Well, no, no, the second question, let me get that out of the way. Yes, that was a knockdown. You know, that was a knockdown for sure. Um, but, um, you know, it, w- it was one of those things where he pre- – it's funny because, you know, you you hear people say, oh, you know, this this certain fighter fought, you know, the fight. Uh, he fought a certain fight to prove a point. He didn't have to fight that fight. He could have made that fight easier. But I ain't hearing nobody say that about Crawford. We've seen Crawford fight different styles before. He definitely could have made that fight easier. We know this, but nobody said that about Crawford. So that tells me a lot about how people feel about Crawford. But, you know, Crawford fought a little undisciplined. And uh, in a style where you know he got hit hit more than he usually got hit. He didn't get hit. I mean, it, it's 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 crazy the standards he's kind of set to because he still didn't come out the fight lumped up, bruised up, nothing. You know, he got hit with some right hands. You know that happens when you're in the southpaw stance. Um, but and also that happens in his fights before. I mean, people act like they don't. I sometimes wonder if people just watch the results of Crawford but don't actually watch his fights. If you go through a lot of his fights in his career, for the first half of the fight, usually about four rounds, sometimes it might be the first half, his opponent will touch Crawford. What makes Crawford what he is is that he he always makes an adjustment, and then in the second half of the fight, he starts dominating. and he doesn't really get hit with too much stuff. So this is not something that... David Ben, I mean, uh, Jose Benavides was hitting him early in the fight. Uh, you know, Gamboa was beating him earlier in the fight. You know, uh, um, who was another guy? Oh, Delorme was hitting him a lot early. I mean, it's like, people act like, they, it's like, I wonder sometimes that people actually watch Crawford's fights. This happens. Now, the knockdown didn't happen, so you got to give him credit for that. Dude landed a good shot. Crawford went down, you know, but. Uh, you know, once he took over, I mean, he, he started beating dude up bad, man. You know, he beat the guy up. I mean, you watched him going to the corner, he looked like he didn't want to come back out the corner. You know, in those last couple of rounds, Kowalitskis didn't really want to fight no more, man. Let's be honest. And so it was a borderline to me quit right there. He seemed like he didn't really want to get, he either had nothing left to give or didn't want to give out no more because he knew if he gave out more, he would get more back because Crawford was stalking him, walking him down, you know? And, you know, Crawford, man, did you guys see the angles? I mean, it's crazy how, you know, you hear a lot of people talk about angles and angles. Did y'all see the angles he was using on his combinations? That's hard to defend, man. That dude was hitting him from crazy angles, man, all over the place like an octopus, man. That dude didn't know what to do. So, you know, uh, yeah, you know, is he human? Yes, of course he's human. Did he get dropped? Yes. Does it change my opinion about his fights moving forward? No. Hopefully, this makes people want to step up. That It could be a blessing in disguise. If that's the case, I'm all for it. Yeah, no,
0: that's, that, that, that's another point. You know, maybe he looked. He he shows the chinks in the armor where he can get those guys to go ahead and call him out. Um, But when we say get those guys to call him out, we're talking about Spence. We're talking about Porter. We're talking about Pacquiao. Those are the champions. We know Pacquiao isn't going to get him. We know Spence is – who knows where Spence is. But he ain't – yeah, he ain't fighting nobody at any time. He's not – don't
1: even bring him up right now. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, so we're we're left with, uh, you know – we left with Porter. Um and it looks like Porter, you know, it looks like they're gonna fight. Bob Aram, I know you and uh you and JP have been uh, you know, y'all usually go back and forth about who, who runs who, but Bob Arum says, Hey, if these guys wanna fight, if, if uh Porter and, and Ma Crawford want to fight that they'll make the fight happen. And I I can see Porter after that fight thinking, you know, if this guy Mean machine can hit him like that. I probably can too, and I'll be on his ass a little more. And that's a that's a fight I will want to see. Now I'm thinking, you know, Sam, you hit me with a, a text earlier today, which I, I wasn't a, I wasn't aware of, that Mikey Garcia signed with the Zone. That could be. I could see Crawford fighting Mikey Garcia uh, next. You know, top uh, top rank and the Zone. They they will fight. They will mix and match and fight each other. They have no beef, even though they talk, uh, Eddie Hearn and Bob Aram talk a lot of shit to each other. They seem to have a good working relationship. Um, that fight might, might be happening. And I, I'm
1: glad you mentioned that too. So the people that claim that it's Bob Aram it's top rank, right? Last I checked, Bob Aram has a fight, top rank. We'll say Bob Aram top rank. They got a fight signed and sealed with the PBC um, for, you know, Wilder Fury 2, okay? Then he's also made fights earlier this year with Eddie Harn and DeZone. He made the Lomachenko fight. He also made the Jose Ramirez fight in Hooker. So where is this? I, that's why I keep going back to this Crawford thing where is it really Crawford? You guys got to really ask yourself. You guys really believe that it's some type of, either i'm assuming it's either oh crawford doesn't want these fights or somehow bob Aram is protecting him so if bob Aram is protecting crawford why didn't he protect the other guys and then the other question is do you guys just think crawford doesn't want to fight these guys at the pvc i mean you got to really ask your que- these questions because if y'all really believe that that's fine but you also got to ask yourself man does that really sound legitimate based off the evidence uh put in front of you? No.
0: It it really doesn't, but at the same time, I mean, I don't think they're ducking either. I think it's just, I think it's business. I don't think anybody's really ducking anybody. I think it's all business. I think that I don't think that Al Heyman wants to give up Spence that early when he can have it in-house for now. I understand that. You know, but I can see him making other fights when they don't need that, you know, when he doesn't have everything in house. So I think it just all depends on what's going on. I don't think anybody's really ducking anybody. I don't think Spence is scared to fight or I don't think Spence was scared to fight Crawford. Uh now Keith Thurman, that's a that's another deal. Keith Thurman might not have wanted to fight Crawford. Look, I don't Danny think, Garcia I don't was think sent
1: an offer. Danny Garcia was sent an offer to fight Crawford. That fight didn't happen. Keith Thurman yep. is on the record saying he got an offer from Top ranking and Crawford. So I'm just saying, like it doesn't. It's not just about Spence. I mean, now that Spence is hurt, hopefully he gets better and everything. You know, he's on this. He's on the shelf. So I don't even want to talk about Spence. But my point is, it's not just Spence. It's all those guys. Like, I mean, it's you got to. Yeah, they're scared. I mean, he. he People need to figure out what their what their real argument is there because it can only be two. It can either it can only be that you believe Bob Arum and Top Rank are protecting Crawford, or you have to say you believe Crawford doesn't want those fights. But you know,
0: or you could say it's, that it's out, Spence is being protected. I mean, or you could say the PBC guys are being protected.
1: No, but that but no, but my point is I'm talking about the other side, the people that are uh-huh. saying that that it's the that that are acting like. It's Crawford's fault for everything. I mean, like, like we had a discussion last show, when I was asking JP, and I think I asked you too, I'm like, so what do you want Crawford to do? Because I'm all about problems and then problem-solving, solutions. Okay, so the problem right now is Terrence Crawford not fighting the best at welterweight, right? That's the problem. So let's find a solution. What do you guys want him to do? Well, he might have he might have
0: did what he needed to do. He might have did what he needed to do last night and look beatable. I <laughs> guess right <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Get caught. It might be what he needed to do. And maybe that's what and, and maybe that's why he did it. I mean, you know, Triple G said that that he did that, uh that, you know, he used to let people beat him up so he Bullshit. could have uh, people fight him. Bullshit. 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 Yeah, I mean that's just what he said. But Crawford, you know, Crawford last night uh did say that you know that he wanted to give the fans a show. That's why he stayed in the southpaw stance and was getting uh, getting beat up. He says he wasn't uh, he wasn't hurt at all. And uh, yeah, that he did that that he was doing that on yeah, purpose, man, pretty I'll much.
1: Call, I call bullshit on that, man. I, I I call bullshit on that. I think it's either I think number one he either underestimated Kaviliskus, Knee Machine, whatever, or number two. Um, it was just what Kabaliskas did. Like, it was just, you just, he's just better. Like, than we we expect, or he just performed better. I don't think it had anything to do with him trying to put on a show, this and that. You know, it's one or the other to me. So, to me, that's bullshit on Terrence, you know. So, and then even him saying he didn't get dropped, it's like, come on, dude, you got dropped. It's okay. It's okay. You know what I'm saying? It's not that big of a deal. Like, to no. me, if, I that's not everything to me. Because if that was that, if, if it was everything to me, I would have been the one, you know, I would have been thinking that Fury had no chance against Clisco after getting dropped by a cruiserweight, you know, getting dropped happens. You, you get in enough fights, you fight enough rounds, you fight enough elite fighters, it could happen. You know what I'm saying? It's not a big deal. I, I'm more into how you react once you get up or if you do get up at all, you know, that's the way I, I, some more, I, I, I judge Crawford got dropped. He got up, he passed the test to me, which was, he got up and he got back on the ground and he beat the hell out of dude. So that's fine, you know? But come on. Come on, Terrence. You got dropped. It's okay.
0: Yeah, he got dropped and he got shooken up a couple of times. Um, before he knocked, I think before he knocked uh, Kowalowskis down in the seventh round, I think that was the seventh round. I remember him seeing him get a little shaken. But he, he took him. He took him like a speed, like you said, showing a lot of dogs and um, and started and started whooping his ass. And Kabbaloski got his ass whooped at the end, took a knee, took a, uh, you know, he was just taking knees. I don't think he ever did get dropped off. He didn't get dropped, but he was taking a lot of knees, I believe. I think it was three knees that he I took. Kabbaloski,
1: it. I'm telling you, it's yeah. like dude didn't really want to fight no more, you know? Like, if you really watch it you see him at, in the corner and, like, he just looked like when they were talking to him and stuff, like, he kind of was just like, man, I don't, like, his face kind of mm-hmm. had, like, man, can y'all stop the fight for me type shit. You know, like, he did not want to keep fighting after a moment. You know, after, like, about, I think it was, like, six rounds, seven rounds, something like that, when Terrence started separating himself or whatever. But, but you know, as far as Sean and uh, Terrence, they've both been saying the same thing, which is, you know, um, uh, that if we want to fight, we will make sure. Sean said it and Terrence said it. They both said it won't be PBC. It won't be top rank. It'll be us deciding if we want to fight. Because, you know, they have a good relationship. I've seen an interview with Kenny. Kenny's saying, hey, Sean came to me personally and said, you know, uh, you know, about his relationship with Terrence. And if I decide uh, I want to fight him, it's going to be my decision. Because I guess they've known each other since they were like 14. Through the amateurs and everything. So they're pretty close. But, but they're both putting it out. That's why the, the whole... The whole Terrence, you know, Terrence needs to do this. Like, they both came out themselves and said, we will decide if this fight happens. We could, like, that's the thing. People don't, the fighters can, can make this happen, man. If, the, if, if any of the PVC fighters right now said, was given an offer from Heyman or whatever and said, hey, these are the guys who want you to fight next. If they stepped in and said, no, I want to fight Terrence Crawford next, Al Heyman would have to oblige by that because Al Heyman works for them. That's what people don't seem to understand, man. Like, I, I don't get why people don't seem to understand it. Maybe they do, and they just have an agenda. But it, because if that wasn't the case, I'm still trying to get an answer. Why are we seeing Wilder versus Theory then? I still haven't gotten an answer from one person that is on the Terrence, Terrence needs to do this, Terrence needs to do that. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, if that's the case, why are we seeing Wilder Theory Fury next?
0: I mean, I'm with you, man. Uh, you know, I understand exactly where you're coming from. I believe the reason we're seeing it is because they need each other, and you know, it's competition. They both these guys need each other, so they're gonna make the fight. Um, right now.
1: But they could go. But they could no. But they could go. They could go another direction and still make money. They, they could. Do money. No, they, they could.
0: And the and yeah, but well, I, I mean, Fury needs. Wilder and Wilder needs Fury. You know what I'm saying? So they're they're making the they're forcing their guys to make the fight. I'm with you. I'm 100 percent with you. If any of these guys say, "Hey Al, this is the fight I want. I don't care about any other fight," Al will get them to fight. I believe that. But Al could also yeah. talk to him and be like, you know, hey Amen. But we could do this and do that. Make it, you know, start doing the smooth talking, to, you know, it, and get them to. You know, I think it's all business when it comes to that. I don't think.
1: Yeah, I don't it's, think it's the definitely top dogs business, but partners. my thing is, then let's say that then, like this notion that Terrence Crawford needs to sign with the PBC, if it's about business, like you just said, then it's going to be about business if he signs with the PBC also. Because if it wasn't, then Errol Spence would have got the fights he wanted when he wanted them, and he's with the PBC. It took him two years to get one of the big names. He wanted, and in fact, as a matter of fact, he, he didn't even want Sean Porter next. He just took him as a consolation prize. He wanted Manny. Remember, he called Manny in the ring. Hey, Manny, 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 come over here, Manny. I want to fight you next. You know, he just called him out in the ring. Yeah, it didn't happen. Because you know why? Manny didn't want to fight him. That's why. No no. other reason. Yeah, man. Manny didn't want to fight him. Manny wanted to fight Keith Thurman.
0: Yeah, and he played it right. He played it right, man. So... Do you still – I don't know if you had – I think you did have Crawford at number one it's still pound-for-pound, pound, guys. Did, did this take him down at all in your eyes? Is Lomachenko down number one or maybe Tonello? Or is uh, – you still got, got Crawford as pound-for-pound pound number one in your eyes, just to you?
1: Man, look, man. The, the crank-for-pound thing, thing kind of – it's kind of gotten a little – like it's gotten too – like I think we've all gotten a little bit too serious about it. It's a mythical list. Do I think he is, like, all things equal the way I judge fighters? You know, I judge them by a few different ways, but do I think he's better, the best? Yes, but, you know, if Lomachenko does Undisputed at 35 next against Teofimo, he's going to have a serious case, especially if Terrence fights, I don't know, Somebody I don't know. Mikey name, Garcia, some lower name guy. No, Mikey ain't fighting. Mikey's Mikey's been not. Mikey's Mikey got. Mikey's been dealing with PTSD since the amateurs. Go look it up. He's not. He's been dealing with that ever since he lost to Terrence in the amateurs. He's not. He's not wanted that fight, man. He's even said it. I'll take my chances against Errol Spence over Crawford because Crawford will just run from me. Come on. So stop it. You know they already they already rumored to say that the the fight that he's probably gonna fight next is Jesse Vargas. On the zone, it's going to be Mikey versus Jesse Vargas, and the funny thing about it, it's a one fight deal. It's a one fight deal too. That's what it's like, and he's getting seven million dollars. You know, oh, Mikey a, getting seven million dollars to go over to the zone. But no, but my, oh. my, you know, but this is my question I have for y'all: is a lot of people have said that Terence Crawford needs to sign with the PBC, and the fact that he hasn't. He's ducking, right? So is Mikey Garcia ducking because he left the P V C Ducking who? I mean, that just the welterweight division, I guess. I don't know because he's. Uh, I mean, you know, asked the wrong happened, person, which is. If yeah, you I'm, asked I'm, the wrong I'm person, I don't
0: think. I don't think Crawford is ducking anybody. You know, I yeah, think he, okay, you know. Yeah, but I understand. I, I would say he should have. From the, from the fan perspective, I can understand people saying he should have signed with PBC. But, you know, that doesn't – but I don't think he's ducking anybody.
1: Like I said, like yeah, we, all, we all
0: agree look, that the boxing – Look, and
1: look I would be on your guys' side. If I would be on he's, your guys' side 100% – I'm going to say you guys. I keep saying you. Okay. I would be on the people's side that said he needs to sign with the PBC if the guys over at the PBC were getting the fights they want. Like if Errol Spence would have got Keith Thurman like two years ago or three years ago when he first wanted him or when he wanted uh, you know Danny and and Sean and, and even Manny Pacquiao recently, I'm like shit. He's getting all the fights he wants. Okay, so that means there is a there is a ingrown advantage to being with the PBC. But from everything I've seen, being with the PBC doesn't guarantee you nothing. You know what I'm saying? Especially like especially when Floyd was around. <laughs> Floyd wasn't going to give any of them that fight. You know what I mean? And they were all on the PBC. You know? He wasn't going to give any of them. Sean Porter, Keith Thurman, Errol Spam, Danny Garcia, he wasn't going to give them any of that fight. Any of them that fight. So, you know, that's the way I look at it. So, uh, But if that was the case, I'd be like, yeah, man, Terrence needs to make that move, man. And I'd probably be saying, Terrence is ducking. Like, dude, like, you, everybody's getting the fights they want. You know what I mean? You need to just go over there and you know, make the fights, but that's not the case, man. It's not, It does being with the PBC doesn't guarantee you anything, you know? So that's yep. why. The only I think, person that's getting like, the fight they long is Sean Porter. Uh, but not necessarily. Remember he was chasing, he was chasing Danny Garcia for like two years, two years before he got that fight, two, three years, something like that, you know, um, Keith, he wanted Keith, you know, they kind of had a back and forth, you know, uh, you know what I'm saying? So, Sean, I mean, the, the Spence fight, that kind of was just a fight that kind of made sense at the time. But, um, and, you know, there was a time where a lot of us, including me, thought he was ducking Spence. So, you know, it's, but I just, I think the reason why Sean gets these fights is because Sean is the most willing. His resume speaks for itself. He's not allowing other people or maybe himself to pr- prevent himself from getting fights. I mean, Sean's resume. I mean, he's fought everybody, so that's why I think more than likely we're gonna see uh, Crawford versus Porter next. The only way I see that fight getting ruined is if they they make him the franchise Spence the franchise champion, and then they make Garcia versus Porter two for the the WBC belt. That's the only way I can see it getting ruined.
0: Yeah, hopefully... That's
1: just me throwing it out there right now. Yeah, about hopefully it, no? we don't
0: see no more of that, that franchise champion nonsense. Uh, but you know, with this injury Gen-
1: situation, it makes sense for Spence, you know?
0: Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, but... Yeah, no, you're right. We'll see if they put... Like they did Devin Haney, maybe they'll just do an interim and whoever wins that, but then that'll be the same thing. They might postpone the fight. And uh, Porter versus Garcia again, which isn't a bad fight. You know, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be mad if if, if Porter decided to fight Danny for the interim belt instead of fighting Crawford. I mean, I would, I, I, no, nah, I would probably. I would be mad. It.
1: It, it's the same thing as if Danny if Spence never got in a car accident. And two things can be true. I felt like I felt like Errol Spence Danny Garcia was a really good fight, but that's not the fight that should happen next. Danny has no belt. He fought one time last year against Granados. That is not a good fight for next, especially when you could fight Terrence Crawford next in the unification. So to me that, or a Sean Porter rematch. So to me that fight is not good. And and I, I would not be happy with Sean Porter, Danny Garcia next, because to me it's unnecessary. To me it's a back burner fight. It's a fight that we could make better fights, with you guys So you're To me you're wasting You're wasting everybody's time
0: No I'm with you Hey Janelle You still there? Uh, yeah I'm here Who do you want to see Terrence Proper Terrence Proper fight next? Either Sean Porter Or Ugas Either or I think Porter Would take the fight I mean Porter I'm, I'm like, I, like I said before Man Porter the real throwback Man he'll fight whoever Knowing that he's not The most skillful guy but he believes that his style can overcome a lot of people's skill set. And I think that he really feels both him and Kenny Porter feels that that they can make a dog and uh overcome the skill set of uh of uh, Terrence Crawford. I really believe that I, I really believe that Porter's team is calling Terrence Crawford's team. I truly believe that shit. That's a fight I really no, well. that's a fight that actually makes more money, of course. I mean, he got Ugas also, but you know, Saint Porter's stock went up from the Spence fight, and uh, Crawford's stock is basically where his might be for the rest of his career. So it's the best time to make the fight. You know, both guys yeah. got pretty good names. Uh, both guys got good resumes, and uh, I think Porter wants to fight, even though even though he's coming off of a loss, but in his heart he feel like he really uh, beat Sean um Errol Spence. I really want to see that fight, man. That's
1: the fight I want to see. I
0: don't know who yeah, I would think want we want to see that fight right now. Yeah, no, I, think I, I personally don't
1: think, I don't think either of them, quote-unquote, they would prefer other fights, and I, I think Sean would prefer, you know, Errol Spence rematch, and I think Terrence would prefer uh, Manny Pacquiao yeah, Spence, or Errol Spence fight. Right, 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 but now, because I, those guys are out, I think it's a fight that, because of their relationship, I, I don't think they, like, quote-unquote, want it, but they know it makes sense right now, so might as well do it. Like, there's kind of really no other road to where, like, all right, you know, let's put our friendship aside for now and let's let's just do it, you know, because it's there's nowhere else to go, man. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, I'm with you. I don't... Ugas, I don't know if that's good, if that would be a good fight. Ugas, I think he lost, then he lost to uh what's my man's name? Uh he lost to him. I guess he did give he gave yeah, I mean he lost good, uh, on, quote
1: unquote I mean he lost on the cards, you know. You no, know, I don't think he lost, but you know the decision said he lost to Sean Porter and if he beat yeah. The thing I don't like about it is there's a to me there's a clear underlying agenda for Terence so I feel like against Terence. So I feel like if Terence fought Ugas next, people would say, "Oh, he's ducking Porter," because Porter cause Porter's, uh, Porter beat Ugas, and he's not fighting Porter. So I, I would I want him to fight Porter because I think that's the only guy right now where people won't. Get his compl- I, they probably still a few people that might might complain, find a way to still complain. Still, but in reality, you look at the landscape. Keith Thurman got an injury. Uh Manny Pacquiao is not fighting Crawford, we get that. Um Spence is in hurt
0: and then Danny Garcia
1: uh is lower stock wise right now than Porter. So to me, I just want to see him and Porter, man. Just let, let's just do it. Let's just get it over with.
0: Um I think we're all in agreement, man. Um but we we uh talked before you got on sign. we talked about TFO's uh second round. KO of Richard Comey. Um, uh, well, TKO, second round TKO of Richard Comey for the IBF lightweight title. One of the few young guys who got their belts off of whipping the champion. The last guy who did that, I guess, Hami uh, Mungia did be the champion to get his belt. Uh, I think he was probably 21, 22 years old. But with this, this class of guys, Devin Haney, who we uh, talked about, got a not stripped of his WBC belt, but got, got it put in recess as he, he deals with a shoulder injury. Um, he got his just from uh, Lomachenko getting the franchise champion, um, franchise championship, and then Shakur Stevenson, I think, uh, fought for a vacant um, a vacant belt. So, you know, Tiafimo did it the hard way. I know both of us. Uh, we're leaning, you know. I said it was a 50 50 fight, but I was leaning towards Richard Comey because of his pedigree, because of his experience, and the way Tiafimo looked against uh, the Asian guy Nakatani, uh, this last fight. But, you know, he proved both of us wrong, and I was pleasantly surprised. Came out there, slept, but uh, not slept him, but rocked him with the right hand. Had him, uh, you know, he hit a knee, tried to get up real quick, fell back down going forward. Then he got beat up now similar to the Crawford stoppage. I don't know if it – he would have got beat up eventually, but I think it might have been a little a little early of a stoppage. But, you know, it is what it is when you're, when you're fighting one of the, the top guys, uh, a top rank. But um, how did you see that fight? Did Tia proved prove that he, he's the real deal? And the biggest question, do you think he has what it takes to unify? Because he wouldn't be undisputed but unify those uh, those belts against uh, Lomachenko.
1: Yeah, I, I wouldn't say that he proved, proved that he, he was the real deal because I felt like he was the real deal before. He just proved to me that he was back. I was worried that he might have left and was never coming back, you know, with all the stuff that's been going on, the drama behind the scenes and all that stuff and with the family and everything. Maybe he got softened up a little bit by, by his woman. And everything, so his last performance i don't I don't like when guys say things like, "Oh, no more tall fighters and stuff like that. It's like, come on, this is professional boxing man when you in a weight class, you're gonna see all type of styles from all type of areas of the world, you know tall, long, short, strong, you know all that, so it's like you just gotta you know you gotta just take it the way it is so I didn't like some of his mentality coming into it, uh you know. Um, so, yeah, I was leaning towards Comey, man. So he proved me wrong, you know, uh, caught him with the right hand. Crazy, you know, crazy how, you know, that fight, you know, how they, they both threw it at the same time, you know. Yeah. see if Femo's got there a little bit quicker and how different it could be looking now if Comey's right hand landed, you know. They both threw it very, kind of similar, very look. Kind of reminded me a little bit of uh, Oliver McCall, Richard, uh, uh, not Rashard, Lennox Lewis. I'm thinking basketball right now. But, you know, the right hand, both, both are the right hand. You get caught, and then it's over. As far as do I think the fight should have been stopped, I think I personally think the fight should have been stopped when he tried to get up. Because if you watch it, he gets hit with the right hand, he falls to his knee, he gets up, and then he's all over the place. Don't know where he's at. Falling into the ropes, I think at that point, because you have to think, if you let him fight, you're giving a guy basically five seconds or something like that, five to ten seconds to try to recover and then fight again against the guy that's going to try to finish you. To me at that point, just wave it off. Because if you notice, uh, um, Tiafimo had him on the ropes and a lot of those punches didn't even land. Most of them didn't. But Kome was so hurt that he couldn't fight back. He couldn't do nothing. He was so out of it. So the ref had to step in because he didn't, he wasn't defending himself. He wasn't doing nothing. He was just covering up. So I think it was a good stoppage. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm back. I'm back to believing in Tia Fimo, man. I was, you know, he, he 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 had me worried. He had me thinking maybe going in a little too early, not fully focused, you know, all this. He shut all them doubts away. And now we're looking at Tia Fimo Lomachenko, I'm going to go on the record right now. I got Tia Fimo. Damn. I
0: feel you. I'm going to be rooting for him. I think he he might be able to sleep that boy. But it's going to be a tough, tall, it's going to be a tall order. But, yeah, man, I'm with you. I think he looked good. I think uh, he proved that he's matured. He proved that he's back. That was an excellent stop, uh, excellent uh Excellent right hand that he threw. Second round KO. Like I said, we, we all thought that was going to be a 50 50 fight. We thought it was going to be the fight of the night, but it ended up being, you know, the Terrence Crawford fight was a little more exciting than this one. And we, you know, everybody had that opposite, man. But so, shout out to Tiafima Lopez for being one of those young guys. He got his belt the, the hard way by beating the champion, a two time champion, in fact, and, uh, you know, sleeping them. And hopefully, you know, hopefully they get the Lomachenko fight next. It seemed like Lomachenko was talking about it. I think he was – was Lomachenko in the ring
1: afterwards? No, it's done, dude. Like, they are fighting next. Yeah, Lomachenko was in the ring. It was – they had basically a tentative agreement. Like, if he wins, they're going to – he was going to fight the winner next, either in March or April. So, it's – as long as nobody pulls out, nobody gets hurt and all that, they're going to be fighting next, man. That, to me – Man, I'm. That is a fight, man. That is a fight right there. And you know, overall, you know, experience-wise and pedigree and all that, you'd have to, you know, you you gotta uh, you gotta say, you know, of course, Lomachenko was the more accomplished fighter and this and that. But there is a point in boxing where, you know, m- you know, size and strength matter, and he has a good pedigree too. He is talented too. He is skilled too. But he's much bigger and stronger. Than Lomachenko, and he punches with bad intentions, man. And you know, since he moved up to 35, he has struggled with the size of guys like Linares, Pedraza, and Campbell. Linares and Pedraza are not even natural 135 pounders, and they're not vicious guys. They're more boxing t- boxer type guys, you know, try to outpoint you, and they gave him problems with their size and their strength. And and then Camp, we saw the Campbell fight too, you know. Who's kind of a frail guy, not very durable. This dude, this Tiafimo is way more bigger and stronger than those guys, and more vicious, man. I'm telling you, man. I mean, you know, you you know, you gotta you know the betting line will probably be Lomachenko favorite by a little bit, but I'm telling you, man, this this is a real fight for uh, Lomachenko, man.
0: Definitely. Definitely, I believe you, man. I'm with you on that. I think Tiafimo has what it takes to beat him, but we'll see. We'll see. He hasn't fought anybody like he hasn't fought anybody like Lomachenko of that skill yet. And um, I think, as far as skill wise, you know, uh, Lomachenko has fought guys that have the 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 skill level of Tiafimo Lopez. But like you said, they're not. They're not finished. They don't have that He's brutality,
1: you know. Right. <laughs> yeah, they're not fighting. Yeah. You
0: know yeah, they don't have that brutality yeah. or probably even that confidence that they're gonna go in there and win like that. So So yeah, man. I think that was a great fight, man. T F Emo, proven proving once again that he is the real deal. Twenty two year old IBF champion at uh, what a fifteen fights, lightweight champion. Proved man, his father
1: and, uh, right, you know? His father said he would become champion at fifteen fights. You know? Right. So his dad. I mean his dad might be loud mouthed and controversial, but one thing is so far he's been looking like a prophet when it comes to his son. You know, but Lomachenko is gonna be you know, he's not gonna I'll say this, he's not gonna catch him with the shot he caught Kome with, more than likely. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna take and if he does it'll probably have to take him probably wearing down Lomachenko, maybe late. So he's gonna to have to go through some difficult times, especially early in the fight, because of his foot movement, his speed, and all that. But I have been seeing a little bit of decline, man. Like in in Lomachenko, I mean, you know that fight with Luke Campbell, man. He was he pulled away at the end with that knockdown and everything. But that fight, that fight was very very close for like the first nine ten rounds. Campbell was giving him yeah. problems, and you got to ask yourself this. Do you think Luke Campbell could go to uh, – do you think Lil, uh, Luke Campbell could – I don't think Luke Campbell could go eight rounds with Teofimo, man.
0: You well, know? Luke so, Campbell I mean, is a
1: tall fighter, right? Isn't he tall? Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's tall. But, I don't know I if mean, he is he's is tall as that Asian guy. He's frail, though. He's frail, yeah. you know? He's frail, man. Like, and, you know, so it's not uh, he got so back a Lenorek. Huh? I said, yeah, yeah. Nakatani was tall and frail, also. But, but he's durable, though. I, uh, Campbell's durability. I mean, getting dropped by Linares, getting dropped by Lomachenko. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you know, it's like when I mean by frail, I mean like more like how like your your fragility, like how you take it. You know what I mean? As far as the punches, body and head. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, Luke Campbell kind of reminds me like a Lucien Boutte type, you know? Got some skills, you know, this and that, and good pedigree. But when you start dishing it out on them, they kind of uh, they kind of fold up a little bit, you know what I mean? But he gave them a lot of problems, man. And, you know, like I said, T.F. Emo punches with bad intentions. And, you know, uh, speed-wise, uh, besides Gary Russell, Tia probably the fastest fighter besides Gary he's been in the ring with. But then you bring that size and power. I'm just saying, man. But it's not going to be easy either way. I just, but right now, unless something changes, you know, something comes out, you know, that I, you know, that changes my mind. I'm making my early pick, man. I'm I got t f Fimo beating uh, Lomachenko and becoming i like, Well, I don't know if it's will it still be called Undisputed? I mean, I know all the belts are no. on the line, so. Whatever it's called. No,
0: nah, even Tiafimo said, Tia said that if he wins, he'll be undisputed, but if I win, I won't be undisputed. You know, he even
1: acknowledged that, so we know that's BS, well, man. He'll, have but, three belts, like, he'll win the WBA, yeah. and, uh, WBA and the WBO, I guess, or something like that, but yeah, I, I got Tiafimo, man, you know, until unless something changes. Most, de- most
0: definitely, but we're going to get out of here, man. We want to do a quick show, but we were talking about Talking about uh, you know Tia Fimo being uh, brutal. Now I don't know if y'all saw that Virgin Ortiz fight, uh, fight on Friday night, but that guy is brutal. He you know he still got he still got a long way to go, but he's throwing or quitters every time he throws. He's not getting tired. Um, I don't know what round he knocked out Brad Solomon in, but he had Brad Solomon Hard on Pretty weak. Yeah, yeah, he dropped, dropped it with the hard jab. Yeah, that guy, hey, he's punching, man. He's brutal, and he's trying to knock you out every time, man. So did, did, you, did you see that at all,
1: uh, son? No, I did check it out, yeah. No, Virgil, like I said on the last show, I said right now we got the, you know, the Terrence Crawford, Errol Spence, Sean Porter. The, this era welterweights that, that per, you know, preceded them was the, you know, Before them was the, you know, the Manny Pacquiao, Floyd, all them guys. And then it's going to be, like, Jerron Ennis, Virgil Ortiz, and maybe some other guys that start popping up that we don't know of. Maybe the guys that move up from 140, like Josh Taylor and stuff. And, you know, all the stuff we're talking now, we're going to be talking about them once they get to that level, about is he ducking who, this guy, and top rank versus the zone. And, like, you know, this is all we're going to be saying about these guys because uh, Boots Ennis, I believe, is with, Top rank, I think he is. I forget who he's with. He might be with or PBC. I forget who he's with, but I know uh, he's not with Golden Boy. I know that. I'm pretty sure. I know that Virgil's with Golden Boy, and then you know like Jose Ramirez, who's talking about moving up. He's with uh, Top Rank, and then Josh Taylor's with like I believe the Zone and Frank Warren or something. I forget, but some UK one. So you know, it's all this we're gonna be talking about all the same stuff all over again, man. You know, but. It. So it's PPC. I know you said it's a short show and everything, so I wanna say this too. Speaking of where, you know, I have predictions or I feel a certain way and all that and then things might come out and I change my mind. I did not like hearing that news about Tyson Fury changing trainers two months before a fight. I'm feeling kinda I think I'm gonna go I think as of right now, I think I'm going wilder, man. I don't like all these new changes and all this other stuff. I don't like stuff like that. I like stability, you know, you know, uh, stuff like that, man. No drama, no distractions and all that. And hearing that, I, everything seemed like they had a great relationship, him and that trainer. His trainer was at the fight scouting Wilder. All of a sudden, he's not with him no more? Nah, man. I ain't messing with that. As of right now, I'm going with Deontay Wilder in the rematch. Yeah, man, I'm, yeah, I'm reading that now, that uh... –
0: yeah, obviously it's not gonna stop until there's are an advanced. Tyson Fury and myself have both made the decision for our careers, which resulted in our working relationship coming to an end. However, we remain friends, and he will smash that that doser, Davidson Road. So yeah, man, yeah, that's crazy. I didn't even. When was this? When did this happen? This happened on. uh... This was thirteen. I guess hours
1: they announced ago. So it last today. night, and then like they, I don't know, something like they announced it on social media or something, and then. They came out with articles today about it, but yeah, because me, you know, you know, I might feel a certain way, but I'm not gonna, I'm not dug in. I ain't stubborn, man. If I if something changes, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll change my mind. When the fight was first being discussed and they agreed upon, uh, I was thinking Kovalev gonna beat Canelo. Then when I saw them take a selfie, I said, oh no, this fight is fixed. You know, when I thought Andy Ruiz was gonna win when he came in at two eighty three, I'm going with uh joshua you know my, my picks ain't you know set in stone things can change i do not like a guy changing his trainer who he had the last what four or five fights and their relationship seemed all good and everything and all of a sudden you got a new trainer two months before the fight i don't know it just seems like a lot of instability going on so i'm going with wilder
0: well yeah it looks like fury his old man made that decision Looks like he, he he listened to his old man. His old man didn't like how he looked against the Otto Wallin fight, was fighting. He said, "Hey man, you need to get away from this guy." So, yeah, I've already I was already going with Wilder. So you know that just might make it a little easier. We'll see exactly who Fury picks up. Did they say? I'm not reading if who, who will be a trainer. He's going so. with
1: uh, Manuel Stewart's like nephew, the guy Sugar Hill up in the Crump. They said. Okay, so
0: he's going he's going for uh the jab and grab. I guess he's he going, worked. He's going. A little bit
1: back in the day, they said he worked with him a little bit okay. back in the day, but he's going. You know,
0: he's going that for Italian for yeah, we'll Klitschko see. style. Huh? Yeah, we'll see what he's got. He's throwing jabs and right hands. That's not, you know, I don't think. Yeah, th- you think that's gonna fit for him? Is he uh? Does he fight like Lennox Lewis and Klitschko? Is he a gym type boxer?
1: I mean, he did work with them. Like I said, he worked a little bit with them in the past, and that's when Emmanuel Stewart. He was. T- I remember he told the story back when uh, they actually. I think it was when they were promoting the first fight. He was saying how Emmanuel Stewart told him. Uh, cause I remember. I think Fury worked worked a few times with Vladimir back in the day when he was with Emmanuel Stewart. Did some sparring and stuff, and and Emmanuel Stewart said back. I guess from his, according to his story, that he told him that yeah, one day you and Deontay are going to be the two best heavyweights in the world, and you guys are going to bite each other. So, you know, so he's got some experience in that gym and all that, but, you know, my whole thing is, like, I just don't like when things keep getting switched up. You know what I mean? You want to have good consistency and good, you know, because you're learning, you know, every trainer is different, so they're going to come with something different, you know, that they want you to work on or the way they want you to train and, you know, habits and everything. And I just think that you've been working with this dude. It seemed like everything was cool. According to you, you're saying his dad didn't like him. What's funny, Freddie Roach didn't like him. I remember after the first fight, it almost seemed like Freddie Roach was trying to campaign for the job. The way he was talking about uh, um, Fury's trainer, like, oh, you know, the game plan, I thought he should have been a little bit more aggressive, you know. The knockout was there. He could have knocked out Wilder, but he just wasn't aggressive enough, and this and that. I'm like, he was just, like, criticizing Fury's trainer. But, you know, but now it's like you could have – if you were going to do this, you should have done this right after the first Wilder fight. And you could start building you know, a good relationship, a good um, understanding with your new trainer. But then you come and do these two fights, and all of a sudden you you, about, you got the rematch signed, and you're going to start with a new trainer now. Nah, I'm going to go with what I know, which is Wilder got the same people every time. We know, we know what style Wilder's going to do, which is lose basically every second of every round majority of his fights and then land the right hand. At least I know that's consistent. <laughs> At least I know what I'm getting. So I'm going a little wild.
0: All right, man. Well, yeah, that's exactly how we're going to end it, man. But next week we've got another fight back-to-back-to-back weekend, even though the uh, Tia Fimo, uh Richard Comey fight let us down. We've got that Harrison versus Charlo. For that, uh, is that the WBC? Yeah, for that WBC light, light middleweighter, however you say that. I think it's a junior middleweight uh, championship. I think it's going to be a hell of a fight. These boys have been promoting big time. I see them, they were on the PBC thing the other day, talking noise about each other. Uh, I think it's going to be a hell of a fight. Most people, I think, I haven't looked at the uh, odds yet, but I'm pretty sure Charlo is the favorite. Tony Harrison feels like he, he hasn't been getting enough credit. In fact, I think uh, on the PBC, he said that if if he wins the fight, when, he said when he wins the fight next week, that he wants Solomon to send him a, a whole new belt and that he's going to be champion from there. He wants to prove to everybody, everybody that he's the man. But I think that's going to be a hell of a fight, hopefully, If it does end like the Lopez-Comey fight, my man Charlo will be the winner, man. But we're going to talk about that on Wednesday, get our picks in. And, uh, yeah, another good weekend of boxing coming up, man. So I think that's where we're going to end it. Uh, Sam,
1: uh, you got anything else before we go? Uh, Nah, man. You know, I did did check out the face-off. You know, interesting in some ways. I, I was surprised to hear Tony Harrison say, that he was gonna bring it more, he was like, I'm gonna you know, I'm a he made it seem like he was gonna come at him more and attack. Which was interesting. We'll see. Charlo was talking his, you know, same stuff about knocking him out and everything. But what was funny was I saw the on the I did see on the PBC show, Sean Porter was like Tony Harrison's reputation is on the line. I agree. But I think both of their reputations is on the line. You know? To me. So we'll see, man. I can't wait.
0: Yeah, can't wait, man. So, yeah, I think that's where we're going to end it, man. So, we'll catch y'all next. We'll catch y'all on Wednesday as we talk about that Harrison versus Charlo, two. And uh, hopefully we'll have all the gang back with us, man. But uh, until then, from me, that boy Janelle out there in Central New York and Seattle Sign out there in Seattle, Washington, this is Outside of the Boxing Podcast. Mama, I love you. Four, four, P.O.P. I die. Four, four, four.